Welcome back to Around the Way, everybody. I'm your host, Hayden Steele. And today, my guest is Drew Banks, an artist, father, friend, and just all around pretty cool dude. It's kind of charismatic. Anyway, we're going to chop it up about his first big performance and what he's been doing to try to get himself into the music game and the connections he made and also how being a dad has kind of changed how he uh, looks at the music game. So, let's get into it. He's going to drop some gold on you and then you're just going to have to appreciate it till you feel like doing it again. I, I respect it because you don't drop bullshit. So, it's cool. Yeah. If you drop bullshit, then it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> if I drop bullshit, I'm ghost for good, man. <laughs> Hey, I feel you, because you be like, nah, man, I gotta, nah, my shit gotta always be right. It gotta always be hot. So, For yeah. Sure. I love substance, man. Substance. So, uh, the first question I want to ask you, because, like, okay. just for anybody out here that hasn't heard of you yet, who is Drew Banks? Drew Banks is an up-and-coming artist from Cleveland, Ohio, man. I, I wouldn't call myself a rapper. I call myself an artist because it's more to music than just rap, you know? I actually look at it as an art form, where... I can, you know, twist it and turn it my own way and create something out of it that other people could grow from. But definitely, definitely a young nigga out of Cleveland trying to make it, man. Just like okay. the rest of us. Yeah. And just speaking on that, because I don't think people understand, like, you know, maybe some other, like, artists around other places where it's kind of a city like Cleveland, where it's, it's a big little city for real. So, like, man. coming out of here, out of the city, like, what have been, like, some of the, like, the hurdles you have to go through just getting heard by people here and, like, abroad because I know you got a big following so like oh, how man. is it getting people to listen to the music because I know people like you you know what I mean but like yeah. how is it getting like you and your music well the hardest part about that to me is really finding people that genuinely like my music you know you got people that say oh I like this because they know me or you got people that say oh I like this because they can see who I'm dealing with or working with so that's the hardest part to it to me is really find people that genuinely like my music for what they could feel from it you know? And that's yeah. what I love to do is give people a feeling. That's my favorite part about it. Oh, yeah. You be dropping some shit. You be giving people a feeling. <laughs> you be giving people a feeling. But, um, <laughs> so, like, this is my thing, because we used to we used to drop shit together. And my thing Show was, the time. You, had, you had the flow, and then you switched it to the melody, right? So when did yeah. you decide to switch to the melody? Honestly, I've always been into the melody, man. Like, it just took that, I really had to break out of my shell, you know. When I walked into the door, I started taking baby steps towards it, trying to see what the sound was. I never really found my sound. Shout out to my boy R&B Meech for helping me with that. But I never really found my sound with it. So I always love the bars. Trust me, I never stop loving the bars. But once I really got into the melody, it's like, hey, I could throw the bars with this. So, you know, why not kill two or one? Yeah, because I just see you redo a song that had the bars and you just switched it to the melody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once your, flow, once your flow got, like, once you was comfortable with that melody, you switched everything over. And I was like, oh, he just went back in. Like, yeah, I like that because you were still able to do it. You know what I mean? Some people, like, it, the message will get messed up when you change shit and you kept yeah. it in there. So that's just dope that you able to switch from just being like a bar for bar dude into your melody and keeping the bars in there. Because some people are just stretch out words in their melody and not say shit. You know what I mean? That's and sometimes you know, boy. <laughs> Feel it, but it's like you ain't say shit. Exactly. That's like you got enough of that on the radio. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah. You got enough of it. Yeah, it's, it's some good shit on the radio, and then it's some complete bullshit. Sometimes I don't even know if people use a real word. Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm like, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of my favorite artists out of DC, Wale. Oh, yeah. Constant substance. Constant. And when you come with the continuity that he does, you can't go wrong. And you know, he can do he can do a little melody every now and then, but when you come with that substance, people can't deny you, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. If people start feeling it, then it's it's nothing that you can deny. Like no matter if you feel good when you hear it, if it connects to like a, a sad emotion when you hear it, or if it's just like a spiritual connection, because some melodies you hit. It, it, it feel different. Like, you know what I mean? And like, I'm, you know me, like I'm all into the music, like deep. So for me, it's like certain melodies that you can hit, it, it changes. It changes it from like a, like a up-tempo song to an mm -hmm. up-tempo beat with like a, like a mid-ground flow and it feel good. Like, I like that when people could do that. Cause like somebody like Party Next Door or even oh, yeah. one of my favorite songs right now, right? Jeremiah, uh, 
I forget the name of the song, Paradise, right? It's, if you ain't heard oh, it, it's a bunch of shit, right? Oh, I'm here. Paradise. It's uh, it's almost like a church. It sounds like a church song when it comes on. And this motherfucker is talking about popping pills and fucking bitches for the night. But for some odd reason, you feel touched. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a gift that not everybody got. And you be using that shit. Like, that's special. Because you could really... I like that you use substance, but you can say whatever you want it because you know how to use your melodies. <laughs> That's true. I appreciate that, bro. And another thing about it, like, like uh, I'm going to touch base on what you just said as far as, like, how uh, Jeremiah would do. He don't have to say, really, if he didn't want to say shit about anything that has anything to do with something with substance, right? But at the yeah. end of the day, he hit that one pitch that makes you feel that in your soul and your whole day just changed just from hearing that song. And that's what I want to do to people, man. That's a good example you just gave me right there. Yeah. It, look, this is an exact note because I know how I feel. When he say this is more than life, this is paradise, you can apply that to whatever the fuck you want. And I felt that shit yes. so hard. Yes. <laughs> I grew yeah. the song. <laughs> hey, I ain't mad at you, man. It's been a lot of artists that came, like, before me that really inspired me to do, to get like that. And it's not, it's not easy to, I'm not going to say it's, it's hard, but it's not easy to really transition in that direction because with so many people trying to do the same thing it's like damn they're everybody's walking robots but if you put something in that that makes people feel different than the next person would you winning you are winning man yeah like you remember what uh who was one of the pop most pop your your dog remember when fetty wap came i knew it was coming you knew i was coming Hey. Fetty Wap with the melodies and that gangster shit, that was your dog, nigga. Boy, <laughs> hey, 2015 was one of the best years of my life, bro. That was the year my daughter yeah. was born, and that was the year Fetty Wap got the booming, man. One of my yeah. biggest inspirations to this day, no lie. Yeah, man, I, I, I ain't gonna never forget how hard you fucked with Fetty Wap, dog. I ain't gonna never forget that shit. Every time we hopped in the whip, bro, we rolled yeah. it up when we listening to. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Every trip, man, I ain't gonna yeah. fake he definitely inspired I, me, man. I fucked with that. But oh yeah, speaking of 2015, right? So, mm-hmm. how was like how has fatherhood like affected you as like in your regular life, day to day, and then like also like in your music? The best question you could have asked, my brother. On a regular day to day basis, man, I look forward to everything, literally everything. Now, before it was, you know, what's next? That was my whole what's next. Now I know what's next. I know where I have to go, and I know what I have to do, man. And it's just a blessing, and it's a beauty, man. Just seeing seeing my kid's face, making sure she's happy, making sure she's fit well. You know, that's that's everything in it. Yeah, like I've seen you being a father before, and you like you was you wasn't paying attention to shit, right? <laughs> I saw your baby mom. We at uh, what's the big thing they used that we used to have before this coronavirus shit? The uh, the uh, IX Center. Y'all was at the uh, IX Center. Yeah. So I'm at the Center. And you being a dad, you ain't paying attention to shit. So I see her and I'm like, tell the nigga I said what's up. I see you not gonna do nothing. Like, cause you getting <laughs> old. You with your daughter, y'all eating and man. playing and that's like I'm not about to bother him. Just tell my dog I said what's up. Feel me? Hey man, like, you would have came over, we would have been together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's real and that's another thing too, man. Like with that, just seeing her grow and develop. Like, like, I'm going to touch on what you said as far as how to help me grow as an artist also. Just watching her grow and develop motivates me to do the same thing at another level, man. Like, just, just like, I never knew the human brain could develop at such a rapid rate and would absorb so much words and knowledge. Like, I can't cuss around this little girl. <laughs> <laughs> she walking around saying, Daddy said shit. I, you know, it's, it's stuff oh, like yeah, that, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, my music is her, man. Like, you, you asked about how I touch my music. Like, it is her. Every song I write, I think about her. Every uh, video I do, I think about her. Anything I invest into it, I think about her. So it's like, everything is built around her, man. Definitely. That shit is beautiful, dog. That shit is beautiful. Hey, we need more black fathers, man. That, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah. And we, we have enough, but we don't have enough on the front line. We need yeah. them on the front line. Yeah, you got to be present and be, like, be there. And, I, I'm, and I'm proud to say, like, all the men that I know that are dads are yeah. there. Like, they're, like, dads. They're not, Shout like... Shout out my nigga Mo, too. Yeah. 
you you see him. He look. Yeah. I was like, no, you trying to kick? He like, no, I'm with my daughter. No, I was like, nah, you gotta call me after a certain time. That's my free time right now. I'm, I'm proud of him, man. Yeah. yeah, that's where it yeah. start, man. Yeah, that Go should be great. Is everything. Look, look, I don't want kids, but like I <laughs> love seeing everybody else kids grow up. That should be beautiful. Like, and I'd be so happy for people because I knew all of y'all before y'all were dads. That's and now true. you're a dad, so I get to see like the difference, like the like the like the the switch of like uh, adulthood pop on. Like, you know how everybody we just we was young, we just all right. Like you said, what's next? Now it's I gotta know what's next. Like I gotta plan what's next. I am you what's know. next. You know what I mean? Nigga, you didn't knew me since I was what nineteen? Yeah, you didn't knew me for some years now, bro. It's been a long <laughs> ass time. So you definitely saw the like where the development in me from a a child, pretty much, to a man, to a father, man. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what's get... the funniest moment between us, though, right? Oh, I, no, don't say it, because I know what it is. Go ahead, go ahead. I know what it's going to be. We was having them rap battles in the kitchen, <laughs> and I called you androgynous, I and you did I swear to God, not... I was about to say. <laughs> Bro, I was like, nigga, you was on, like, what the fuck is androgynous, nigga? I was like, man, hold on. Google. Hold on. <laughs> 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 I'm like, no, this nigga. Bro, I'm walking around. The... Bro, on life, I use that word to this day in that kitchen, bro. <laughs> Tell you, they fucking people up, man. <laughs> hey, that's one thing I'll never forget, bro. Me, you, and Jordan in that kitchen yeah. on them rap. But even Gerard, man, we it's yeah. good times, man. Yeah, and we all were saying different shit. We either we was battle rapping or we was randomly coming up with songs and shit. Nigga, come to work like I got a new verse. <laughs> Y'all niggas really motivated me to stick with this rap shit, man. I ain't even gonna. I ain't just doing this because we on the cast, but you were a big factor in that, bro. Just our talks, man. Just our days that work together, just our rides home together, shit like that, man. That mattered, bro. Like that made me want to go harder, bro. You, you a motivational speaker, whether you know it or not. <laughs> like, you really I just it. wanted everybody to win. Like I always felt like, well, back then I ain't feel like I had everything I wanted, but like I knew I was about to get it. Like I'm about to just get it by any means. So like I always felt like everybody got to win, and I'm okay with taking the L. And my OG had to tell me that, like he had to put that in words for me. He was like, listen. No matter what's going on, you can win. But yeah. somebody has to take the L to win. And if you got a team or if you're moving with people, no matter how it go, you're going to have to take an L so your team can win. You're going to have to take an L so your mans can win. You can win five times in a row. Sure. You got to take three Ls in a row, then you got to take those for your folk. No matter right. what, you're going to win. Take all of your losses and appreciate all of your wins because your losses is a win for somebody else. Hopefully they on your team. So I always be like, shit, go win. I'm lo- If I'm losing, and I was losing back then, you feel me? If, regardless oh, yeah, of the season, we I was Let's losing go. back then. But, like, I always wanted everybody else to win. Like, I don't know. I ain't you got no always kept that poker face, man. You keep that oh, poker yeah. face. You don't you ever let nobody win. know when you hurting, and you don't let nobody know when you up. And that's a smart man move right there. You, Hey, if you stay the same all the time, you always get the same kind of people. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, people don't change on you when you don't change. So, like, I'm good with that. And you good at reading people. That's that's another thing, man. You taught me. You taught me how to do that for real, man. New nigga come in the job. You like, oh, that nigga a fuck nigga. I can tell already. What you mean? Just certain ways, certain mannerisms, certain ways people act. You could you can read people, man, for real. Yeah. People walk in with like facades and shit, and like you got to be that forever if you gonna fake some shit. So I ain't. I don't even want exactly. to be around it. Once you once you see the like motherfucker standing in the glass house, man, you might as well just come outside with the rest of. Them. I ain't about to fuck with you. <laughs> exactly. I always thought like I, I took this from Jay Z, but I always kept it with me, man. Char- your character is everything. Your reputation is nothing. Character yeah. is everything. That's a bar. Hell yeah. That's reputation a- is nothing. What people thinking you won't matter when you six feet deep, man. But who yeah. you was here, that's everything. Yeah, that's how you touch people. That's how you stay alive by people saying yeah, your name, by uh, touching people. I'm wait, still wait, upset wait. you beat me to that androgynous point, though. I'm <laughs> 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 I was going to bring that shit up. <laughs> that always fuck people up. I love doing that shit. Because don't nobody want to look that shit up. But once you look it up, you be like, Nick, did you just call me Prince? <laughs> nigga, man, this nigga made a word up on me, man. Hold on, let me go. Oh, shit. This nigga know his shit. All right. <laughs> Another one, man. I got, I got to, before we even get deep into it, man, I got to give a shout out to my nigga Tennessee Bobby, man. I yeah. definitely got to, because he, bruh, I'm talking about from sleepless nights in the booth, bruh, to days on the road, to days when I'm like, man, I'm not doing this shit no more. He like, yes, the fuck you is. Like, yep. 
nigga, he, he is pretty much pushed me the whole way, man. So when this shit do take off, another nigga coming with us, man. For real. For sure, yeah. Shout out Tennessee motherfucking Bobby. That, he was one of the first person people. He actually, yeah, he is the first person I knew from the city that did his own show, put all mm-hmm. the money into it, got, you feel me, and did the whole setup itself with just him and the people that he knew. You feel me? Like, wasn't he was scared, man. Yeah, man. He wasn't scared of shit. And that, that's another motivation. <laughs> that's another motivation, man. Yeah, I guess he can't be scared of nothing. Now, you, you want to hear something funny, though? I'm going to tell you something. All right. So, it started when, what was this? I want to say about 2017. No, it was 2016. We was, uh this was like, I was nervous as fuck, bro. I, I was my first time going to New York. Crystal was pregnant. Uh, Tim, Tim girl was riding with us. It, it was all four of us in the car, man. So, we stopped there now and then trying to get high. But, but long story short, I'm going to tell you. All right. I made my first show, my first big show ever, bro, in front of a Def Jam, a Def Jam A&R, bro. First big show ever. I'm sitting there like, all right, money and motivation. I rock it out with that. And forever I'm going to ride. My, my two, one of my two favorite songs that I started with. So I'm on stage, man. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my set. I think I'm doing great. We, I actually am doing great in my eyes. It's actually recorded. It'll be on YouTube in a couple weeks. That's on its way up. But I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. I'm sitting there high, drunk as a motherfucker. Everybody looking at me, all eyes on me. So, you know, I'm not nervous at all, but I do fuck up. I tell you, I do fuck up. And uh, I fucked up by dropping, you know, you know, you do like, you think you did so well, you do the little mic drop, right? Uh, I released a $200 mic onto the ground. And uh, <laughs> let's just say I got a, a good little talking to, a good little talking to. It was a... Uh, show you feel me so i never even thought anything like you know this what niggas do you know niggas with money just boom you know flashy i could buy that bitch if i want too tight you know but yeah long story short i wouldn't do it again and i should have did it in the first place but it definitely taught me a lesson and it made me realize that people care about shit <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Uh, the host actually had t- pulled me to the side and told me, uh, I hope you can afford another one of those if you're going to break that. Oh, I'm like, oh, shit. I apologize. Won't happen again. Didn't win the contest, but I definitely learned from the experience. I networked. I met a few people, man. Shout out to my boy GQ, a reggae artist from uh, Jamaica. They actually transferred and moved to Queens. Cold dude, bro. Check him out if you got a chance. G-I-Q-U-E. All That's right. your type of flow G-I-Q-U-E. right there. All right. I'm, I'm going to check that out. Oh, another one. Oh, yeah. I got uh, your boy DJ Maul, too, man. I had to tell you about him, man. Hey, another motivator for me, man. I bet I'm throwing all my motivations out there, but I oh, got yeah, to, yeah. man. DJ Maul, he he kind of, y'all kind of remind me of each other. Because both of y'all niggas is non, no nonsense, no bullshit niggas, man. Y'all niggas to lay it out flat, tell, tell you how it is, and y'all won't feel bad about it. And that's what I need. That's what people need, man. People need realists in their life. And they don't have enough of them. They got too many yes men. Yeah. Too many yes men. I was, uh, told me. He was like, hey, I remember we was like chopping up some shit, chopping up some fruit or some shit. And he like, he's like, so what you gonna do? I'm like, I don't know. I need some more money. He was like, you might as well do what you want to do because you broke now. So it don't make a difference. If I was you, I just quit. <laughs> like nine hey. months later, I quit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll never forget that day, bro, when you actually decided, like, you was done with it, because you would talk about it, and then, like, you would never say when, though. You would always say, yeah, man, I'm going to get up out this bitch. I'm going to get up out this bitch. But the day, I, I saw it in your eyes, bro. You, I'm putting in my two weeks, and I'm gone. I, I'm I, I tried to put in my two weeks, but... Oh, you did? Yeah. I, just, I went and sat at the bar, and, like, I was, fuck it. They was like, I, they was like, I'll give you a loan to buy you a new car and everything. I'm like, nah, I'm cool. You ain't tricking me. You ain't about to trick me up the streets. <laughs> I was just about to say, that's, that's what they do, man. Corporate America wants you to work towards somebody else's dream instead of your own, man. Yeah, I ain't doing that. Nah, I, I had to learn that. I, I'm still learning it, but I had to learn that the hard way, man. Like, putting in eight, nine years for the man, just when I could have been putting that in towards my own dreams, there's no telling where that would be at. Nah, investments yeah. are everything. Yeah, and now I feel like um, now that we we had technology then, but like I don't feel like everybody was that confident. In it. Like we was like a little older than the ones coming up under us that like jump right into it. So yeah. now it's kind of like 
just do it, man. Everything is just about like just doing it. Like you can literally do everything that you want to do right now almost from your phone. So like just man. do the shit. Ain't nothing to it, but to just do the shit. And then like the people that fuck with the shit that you do gravitate towards it. And that's what you want. You want people that fuck with the oh, shit yeah. that you do. Everybody else that like may fuck with something that you've done, then they'll fuck with that. And that's cool. Exactly. But like as long as, as long as you touching people, that's what really matters to me. And I'm glad you spoke on that too. That's another thing I wanted to touch base on. And I'm glad you spoke on that too. That's another thing I wanted to touch base on as far as how this internet goes and how accessible everything is due to that, man. Like 20 years ago, you would have to pray that uh, AR, AR or a motherfucking hot artist would hear or see your record, even know your name. Today, all you got to do is take five seconds and hop in a DM and you got a chance, you know? I'm not saying they're going to look at it, but you got a chance. You know, it's just... Shit like that. And that's actually, uh, I'm growing with this uh, artist that's up and coming from Alabama right now. He's actually pretty hot. His name is Young Blue. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but uh, he, I wouldn't call him a singer. He's more of a, like, a melodic rapper, like, like more like me. But dude is on his way, man. He signed a badass and a Dream Chasers record. He co-signed each one. Oh. Dude is on his way. And he's looking to promote young and up-and-coming artists who don't have the, you know, the voice of the platform to promote themselves. And he's definitely doing it the right way, man. That's definitely what I'm looking towards doing. But while he's helping me out, I'm looking to help the next person out, man. Yeah. He's been showing me love left and right. He's been trying to get me out here. His manager, who is also managing Sauce Walker and uh, Dave East, He's been working with me. He's been calling me, checking on me, making sure everything's good and seeing where I'm going, what I'm deciding to do. And, man, it's honestly a shock. Like, it's something I didn't think would ever happen, but I always wanted to work towards, you know? It's, it's deep, man. Yeah, you manifested it, dude. You you made a song called God Bless. You was calling for your blessings, and you did what you were supposed to do, and then it Real came shit. to you. You, were, you was prepared to accept the blessing that you had. You had. You prayed on it, you worked towards it, you stood up, and the motherfuckers came right to you. All you got to do is continue to do what you're supposed to do, though. You feel me? Like, it ain't about luck. It wasn't no, you feel me? Like, you were doing what you're supposed to do. You were being consistent, and something happened, and you you two, like, connected. And that connected you to more people. You feel me? Like, that's just God working his way for the people that it's supposed to be. My brother. And then, on top of that, now, with, with me, because he has, um, what is it, about 780,000 followers. And when he posts me two, three times out of the week, that's just getting more attention towards me. And I'm getting people in my DM asking me for advice and stuff like that. And I actually love it, man, because I was that same nigga in niggas DM asking for advice and what they – and niggas wouldn't respond. I love responding to every single DM mm -hmm. I get, man, because you looking for not, – I'm not going to say a hero, but you looking for somebody to actually give a fuck, man. Yep. And – if you don't have that, then you stop giving a fuck a lot of the time. Yeah, so I sometimes love being that person. recognition that I'm here. You feel me? Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, sometimes people want recognition of the shit they done or the music, but, like, sometimes it's like, all right, can you see me? All right, just say something so I know you saw me. All right, you see me? All right, cool. I'm about to go do some shit. Come look again. You feel yeah. me? That's motivation, man. You go through your DMs and you see – man, I'm going to tell you. I, the way I started, I started all wrong, man. I, I just went to labels. I went to Rostrum. I went to Epic. I went to Columbia. I went to Atlantic. I just went through all. I went to Def Jam. I went to all of them just trying to get their attention. They going to look at me when it's time for them to look at me. That's how I'm looking at it now, man. If they don't, who gives a fuck? I'm going to make money to feed my daughter regardless off of this. And that's what matters. It's, it's the end game. And as a matter of fact, like, what is, like, the, like, the end game? What is the goal? Like, what are you using the music to get to? And then what is your plan once you are where you want to be in the music game? That's a good question. Where I want to get to with this music, I want to plateau at a level where I'm able to not want anything. My kids are able to not want anything. My parents, my grandparents, I want them to be able to be comfortable, not have to work. And I want to be able to give back. That's my goal once I can get there. Giving back has always been a big part of me. Helping others has always been a big part of me. I'm a very... I'm, I ain't going to say I'm built on integrity, but I'm very strong in the belief of it, doing the right thing when no one's looking. So it's like no one's looking at me right now, and I'm going to keep trying to do – I've been continuing to try to do the right thing. So like you said, man, God bless people that do the right thing when no one's looking. If I keep doing this and keep doing, following this pattern, man, possibilities are limitless at this point, man. 
Yeah. And one message for you, no matter where you go and you navigate through this, because it's the bullshit to come. And I like mm-hmm. to always make sure everybody know, like, don't let nobody disrespect your blackness. My oh, number yeah. one thing be like, if a motherfucker do some shit that my grandmother will be ashamed of me for letting slide, then I cannot let that shit slide. That's how, that's exactly. that's the way I level shit out of me. Like, when it come to, like, any type of bullshit, I ain't even gonna say racial bullshit, just bullshit in general, uh-huh. I cannot disrespect my blackness if I put it on the granny scale. This, if my mother and my grandmother would not respect this and they would look at me funny for letting this ride, hey. I can't let it ride. That's a good thing, man. I'm glad you brought up grandma too, man, because uh, that's another big reason why I continue to do this, man. A lot of my music and a lot of my uh, videos, you might see Do It For GMM on there. Yeah. Uh, I lost my grandmother uh, January 3rd, 2018, man. Uh, she was sick. She got real sick late in the year. And, you know, she stayed in Mississippi. And it felt weird, man, because I usually talk to her at least, you know, a couple times out the week, maybe two, three times. And the calls just stopped coming, stopped getting answered. And my mother was taking a lot of trips back and forth. And I never really got, you know, a big response on anything I would ever ask about it. So I really was wondering what was going on and come to find out she was dying, bro. And she got a chance to hear a lot of my music and she loved it. And she told me, you know, if this is your dream, why would you quit? Why would you quit? And those are kind of the words that stuck with me. When she come to me in my dreams, they always there. It's just sentimental shit like that that make a nigga want to say, even on my worst days, like, people got it worse than me. Why stop now, you know? Yeah. So, rest in peace, GMM. Do it for GMM forever, man. That, that's, that's like, one of my biggest, biggest. Yeah, and that's going to stay in your heart. That's how you know you're moving right. You feel me? Like, you got that presence in you, man. Like, what can oh, you do man. but be a good person? Like, I, I never known you to be a bad person. There's probably some My women God. out here that probably don't like you, but. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, that, that's, that's, a whole, that's a whole episode right there. If you want to go <laughs> you want to go there, that, we can really, uh, how much time you got? <laughs> like, <laughs> can, hey, I ain't going to lie, man. But You're that's, a charmer, I'm, man. You're a charmer. <laughs> you used to call me that shit all the time, man. I, Go go into it, but let's just say I definitely learned from trial and error when it come to that. I definitely yeah, learned from like trial it. and error. I tell you this, I'm still I'm 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 at I'm 31 now and I'm learning mm-hmm. how to deal with relationships because that shit is hard. For me. So hey, you actually ahead of some niggas I know. Believe that. I'm trying. Like I be trying. I, I might fuck up, but I know that I'm trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like as long as you try, be better. It's cool. But you. You are a charismatic dude, dude. My so, God. like, people be drawn to you. You're a charismatic dude. I know how that shit goes. So, like, people be drawn to you, man. And, like, the ladies be drawn to you. And, like, hey. I, I respect this about who you are. I respect this about who you are. You are who you are, for one. Yeah, and, my God. like, you are a respectable man. And then you're also, like, a, you just, like, a cool dude on the flip side, though. You feel me? And I think that's why your music's so cool. I think that's why people grab towards you and shit like that. Like you, cool dude, man. I try to be, man. The thing is, like, I'm, I'm gonna take, that, I take that back. Actually, I don't try to be like, like I really just let it flow. I be myself. I, I engage in what engages in me. So if someone comes to me with a conversation that I never even met before, I really just read the person off the conversation. The best talkers, the best answerers, are the best listeners. You let somebody sit there and tell you everything they want to tell you, you get everything absorbed in your brain, then you get that response. That's one problem I had before. I was never good at listening. I'd always be ready to talk, talk, talk. Now, you know that about me. You know that about me. I'm always ready to talk, talk, talk. Now I'm really learning how to sit back, absorb what people are telling me, take the dialect and, you know, turn it around in my brain and see where it's at up there and then get them feedback. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting better. You gotta be selective with them conversations. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, I'm gonna tell you something. But uh, yeah, back to the conversation about uh the 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 women and shit. Uh, I had an ex that actually put a very big dent in my car about Damn. five six years ago, and uh, 
Yeah, I just stopped getting the checks from that last year. So, yeah, I definitely oh, no. took that ass. Oh, yeah, I had to take that ass to court, man. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. but uh, oh, I, so I need you all my coins. Yeah, I, I needed I, my coins, man. I, I, I ain't want to. I know a couple of niggas that would have been like, Tata, get the pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> hey, man. I'm about to you. <laughs> Help me grow, man. They have, every, every, every pain, every, every, every injury, everything has helped me grow, man. Uh, speaking on injury, that's another thing that made me really sit down and realize who I was and what I – one day you I was real athlete injuries, man. <laughs> like you get paid hey, for the man. <laughs> That's what, I wish I would have never thought I was an athlete that day, bro. April twenty second, two thousand and sixteen was the day. April twenty second, two thousand sixteen. I was at the gym about two hours before I had to be at work, man. I was I was making music. I was deep into the music game, playing against my fat boy Kyle Allman. We in the gym going at it, man. Last point of the game, no bullshit to you. I go up for a jump shot. I'm thinking I'm Kobe fucking Bryant, RIP, man. I go up to a jump shot, go up for a jump shot. All I hear, I hear it before I feel it. It's like, you know, thunder, lightning. You hear it before yeah. you see it. So I, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck was that? Nigga, I sit down, I start feeling all types of throbbing in my ankle. So now I try to stand up. I'm like, maybe I just sprained my ankle. I go to a doctor, bro. Literally the next day, sir, you're walking. You have a torn Achilles. Completely ruptured. What the fuck? What you mean completely <laughs> ruptured, bro? <laughs> I got to go to work. I got, you know, my daughter, she's like three months old. You know, I got shit to do. And he's talking about, oh, sir, you're going to be down for at least three months. And that's including recovery. So, you know, I'm getting another thing, bro. Bullshit with insurance. Everybody that's listening to this right now can attest to this. They've all had a problem with their insurance as far as medical goes, man. So I'm literally down a whole month and a half due to the fact that they won't approve my MRI, man. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. This is like surgery. You know? So once I finally get the MRI, oh, it's almost healed. No shit. So they go in, re-tear it, repair it. It's another stepping stone, man. But <laughs> that definitely helped me with patience. I learned how to be a patient person, a patient man, a patient father. I, I couldn't walk on my own, man. The meds they had me on had me looking like a zombie. And that's when I really wanted to quit music. That's where I really felt at my lowest. I'm sitting there smoking every day till I'm broke. My daughter's sitting there crying. My parents, my girl, they all doing their own thing. My siblings doing their own thing. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck is my purpose now, man? I'm a crippled-ass nigga with nothing to do, man. No, like, I, you know, I still had the job, but no work, no money, no income. Music, man. I got my ass in there. I started writing. I started trying to play with my voice and shit and see what type of, you know, baritones I could hit at that point. And that's when that mel melody really started to take off, man, when I tore my Achilles. So it was really a blessing in disguise. Yeah, that, it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Like you said, it's a plan for everything, bro. Yeah. I, look, I, I didn't use to believe it, but I swear, once I started to believe that, like, just it's already written and it's written in ink. There's nothing you could do about it. Every single thing, you just have to be prepared. For like the good and the bad, I'll just yeah. be happy. Like I got my good days where shit pissed me off, but like life, <laughs> that's one thing. I never seen you like, except for that one time you was about to whoop that nigga ass. I'm trying to think who the fuck that, who was that? You was about to fuck some nigga up at the job, bro. I can't think I don't of know, that. Man. I'm, was it Mike? Cause I, bro, like I, you it know, might I have been I, Mike. I sat outside and I was gonna follow him home. Look, I, look, I go to the <laughs> <laughs> that was back when you had them filter tip miles, nigga. You was in that bitch ready, bro. If you smoking the filter tip mile, you ready to go to jail anyway. So you feel me? I was with the shit. I was in the with you though. Don't I'm going there. He's like, bro, what did you do? I'm like, I'm waiting for this dude to get out work and shit, blah, 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 blah. He like, he like, man, if you don't get the fuck out there, bro. He, he came to the job and made sure yeah. that I left. That's a real <laughs> like, homie. That's a real homie. Yeah. He kept your ass out of jail that night. They know when they know if the wheels get turning, I'm gonna be highly upset about some shit. And my homies know, like, all right, this is what we gotta do. You just have to be out of whatever situation you're in right now. So let's mm -hmm. get him out of this before we all go to jail for being accomplices. <laughs> and what's so fucked up is you got people out here that will really just wanna see that happen. People that claim to be friends that really wanna see that happen, wanna see you fuck somebody up and fuck your life up. 
But then, like you said, you got those genuine ones who really pull you aside and smack you and tell you, stop doing this dumb shit. And I, I definitely appreciate, I'm appreciative of the friends I have like that, man, including you, bro. Gotta be. You have to be, you gotta appreciate good people in your life, no matter where they come from, no matter how, how like when they pop in and out. It's like, long as it's genuine. My OG had told me, and like that goes to what you just said about like just people that wanna see you fall. He, he said it on one of the episodes, he said, hey, people are willing to be a pawn on your chessboard just to get you the fuck out of the game. Mm. And like once he said mm. that to me, I realized what was going on with some of the people that I had around me and why I felt weird about certain stuff. He was like, you just have mm-hmm. to realize that, like, no matter what it is, people think that the queen is the most powerful piece on the board, and she's not. The king is, because he don't have to do shit. That's why, exactly. he, that's why he's the most powerful. You want to take the king. To win the game, you have to take the king. That's the most powerful piece on the board, because it controls exactly. everything, no matter how you think about it. The, the, that's that a great analogy. Hell yeah, so yeah. like, and there's people that's willing to be pawns just to make sure that you get took out. And I was like, oh, man, that shit blew my mind. Hell yeah, man. And that's another thing I had to learn with this music business, man. It's a lot of snakes in it, man. It's a lot of people who want to see, who really want to take your, I don't want to call it drip, because that's what these young niggas calling this shit now. I call it style. Who really? There's a lot of people out here that want to take people's style, man. I'm one of the people where it's like, I take bits and pieces from where what I'm used to hearing. Like, nigga, I like Jagged Edge. I, I incorporate them in my music. And a lot of people wouldn't even think that. But, you know, it's just an example of what I love. Like, a lot of people outside girls' houses in the projects, nigga. Me and all my friends, we used to jagged edge. I was lead hey, too. Leave it. Man, <laughs> bro, I ain't mad. Hey, see, that's our that's, that's our generation theme, man. That's you had to be born between 85 and 95 to understand that, man. A lot of people yeah, don't know, man. A lot of people don't know. Like, like RB really is the what what really set everything off for a lot of the music today. Like yeah, people man. talk about all the rappers from the past, man, and everything. Don't get me wrong, I, they did their thing, but R&B is pretty much what music is revolving around in, in today's world. Yeah, I mean, R&B has become like the new rap for real. Like, everything that, like, Bill Biff, Bo, and, like, Bobby Brown and shit they was doing, that's mm-hmm. what, like, that's the new sound. Like, that's the bad boy, rap. yeah. Mm-hmm. The bad boy R&B singer. They weren't ahead of their time. They was just the originators, like. I'm glad you mentioned Bobby Brown. That's 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 an innovator of a lot of shit. Don't get enough credit for nothing, man. Oh, man. Let but let that man not touch a drug, man. White people that love him. For real. Let that man not touch a drug. Bobby Brown look, Bobby Brown got a he had to be who he was then to be who he is now. And that nigga happy with life now. I mean, you know, love his life died, but and his daughter. Yeah. All right, well, he might not be the happy. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. Hey, but I mean he lied, though. Yeah, he, I about to say, it, it, I, seeing him, because I've actually seen him recently, like, just seeing him, he seems to be content with what's going on, like, compared to what the chaos he had going on in his life. Because a lot of people got hit in chaos, man, and it's like, you could be going through something right now, and I don't know it. I could be going through something right now, and you don't know it. But at the end of the day, it all depends on what being you praying to and how, how hard you praying to him, man. Like, for real. Because, yeah. uh, I ain't gonna fake to you. At first, I really wasn't as spiritual as I am now. And now that I see like what spirituality can do for you and where it can take you and what it can do for your mental, and bro, it just changed my whole way of thinking, my whole process. Yeah, because when you truly believe in some shit, like whatever you believe in, if you content in it and you truly believe, it will manifest things in your life. And like the thing that I wanted more than anything in life was to be happy with me. And, like, once I believe more, I'm just happy with me. So I'm happy with whatever I do. I'm happy with my job. I'm there happy with the people in my life. Like, I'm happy with what I have because I'm happy because I know I'm supposed to have it. So when I get something more, I'm mm-hmm. supposed to have that. So I'm happy. And, like, that's hard for people because some people can't see past their struggle and you will sit in it. You got to see past whatever struggle it is on whatever level that struggle is because there is no such thing as bad problems. Every problem is a good problem. If you broke, that means that you got all these different ways to figure out how to get some money. If exactly. you ain't got no home, that means that you get to get a new home. You feel me? Like, if, if you mm-hmm. got bills, that means that you got the money to pay bills. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that. Like, that's how I had to think. So every time I had a problem, I just make it a good one. Until I got, until I realized how happy I could be with just accepting the fact that, like, 
oh, this is this my shit. Everything I got is mine. So I'm happy. And that's because I exactly. believe. Because, man, a lot of people think money make you happy, man. I had to realize that money do not make you, if anything, money bring more problems because you don't know who's around you for what. People going to ask you for everything. You always the financial liability, you know, stuff like that. People going to rely on you for everything once you get money, man. So I'm, I'm enjoying being broke. That's, that's, my, that's been my favorite thing in life. I don't consider myself broke as in I don't got nothing to pay. You know, I can't pay for shit, but I'm broke as in I ain't no millionaire, you know. I enjoy that because at the end of the day, like you said, happiness is what matters, man. Happiness yep. and health. That's what I'm looking forward to, man. Being a happy, healthy young man, raising a happy, healthy kid. And if you get money, I know people with money today that still, they lonely, they don't have anything. They Money is just something, a dollar that come and go, piece of paper. Yep. I just need that shit to pay for things. That's it. That's it. That's I don't it. Want money, so. <laughs> that, you feel me? Yeah. Hey, I'm cool with it. I'm I'm not a, that's another thing. I'm not really a flashy guy, man. You never even when it does come, man, you're never gonna see me with big ass jewelry on and the diamonds hanging on my ear and shit, because it's just not me. Yeah. I'm a, shit. I'm I got my jewelry tatted on. <laughs> see? Oh yeah, you should. Hey, that's it. And that's that's how it's supposed to be, man. Whatever you believe in can go on your butt. Man, I got two tattoos. Got the all CNI guy. And I got my grandfather's name. I got some more coming. My grandmother, my daughter, my girl. I definitely got some more coming. But that shit hurt, I got, bro. Whew, I can't boy. do it no more. It hurt. I know a lot. I know everybody that got tattoos say, "Oh, it don't hurt," but like that shit hurt. So I'm cool. With my one. I'm just gonna. Make That's sure what I them can... niggas supposed to say. Big niggas supposed to say that shit because when they in that yeah, chair, nigga, I'm passed out, nigga. <laughs> hey, I did the wrong thing. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, when you hit the bone, it's over with, bro. Still on the cam with it, just laughing at me. I'm like, God, like, people hey, pay don't let your ass be drinking. I was drinking. Oh, yeah, you was bleeding all over the place. <laughs> Look, as soon as we got done, this is me. This, I think I was, like, 18, 19 when I got it. So, my food last. After it's done, wrapped it up, I throw on the white tee. Now, I'm bleeding through my white tee. I'm like, man, you want to go to movies? I want to go see Tropic Thunder. We go see Tropic Thunder. I'm bleeding all over <laughs> where shit all in Tower City. I'm going to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> looking at you like, did you get shot, sir? <laughs> Probably. Oh, just imagine seeing this black dude in a white tee walking around with his mom, bucket of popcorn, right? And it's yeah. a bloody rosary going through his shirt. Ah, uh, man. <laughs> niggas looking at you. Uh, Possessed. They think you done got sliced up and shit. Yeah, they think you done got sliced up. Glad you still here to talk about it, though, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> for real man and uh another thing i wanted to tell you as far as uh or as far as music goes man like we got a couple unreleased tracks that we uh i definitely love to get out there man because yeah, i got yeah. a few projects Thanks. hey just like me is uh honestly one of my favorite songs it was just like you was honestly one of my favorite songs to listen to man it was crazy I mean, i want to do that verse again because i feel like i was off beat on the last time when we recorded with me so I just want to, if I could do that verse again so I could be on beat. I wish we had that original version, man, because yeah, the original. What happened with it? Oh, my God, bro. That's that. The original version is one of the best songs I've heard to this day, just because of how, how pure it was and how much emotion and how raw. Because I think we recorded that at your boy house, right? No, we recorded that with Tennessee. Bobby yeah, we, yeah, we Bobby, did. Yeah. 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 We recorded that October 24th at, tell, at your boy spot, though. Yeah. I'll forget that day. He was like, what's right name of this? I did, yeah, October 24th. You feel me? like, what's the so day? We left. October we planned that shit all down the street, everywhere. <laughs> Not, bro. We recorded that. I was sick as fuck. I was sick, bro. That was when I had the, uh, I couldn't even tell you what it was, but I thought I really had lymphoma, bro. Like, all my lymph nodes was swollen. Couldn't really smoke. I couldn't really drink. I, I was even though I was, but I was fucked up, bro. And I you know, really, I thought I was dying. I couldn't hear. <laughs> I couldn't hear out my left ear when we was yeah, recording that. Was, I remember that shit. Was we, uh, I hear shit. Yeah. What was your man? Your homeboy was cool though, man. He actually like he was. He actually was kind of lenient with us because he knew I was fucked up, and then you know he had his son involved and everything, which was dope. You know, helping 
another black young man learn how to make a business profit and everything. But man, we we was fucked up. We both were some fucked up young niggas at that time, man. Yeah, we just we just wanted to we just wanted to make music, man. We just music, music, music. Like, want to make music. I still write. Like I still write music. Like I just write, just cause I just like to write it. I just oh, write man. music. Now I'd be like, yeah, if nigga want to write, boom, I'm here. I got, hey, whenever you ready, bro. I got beats stashed away, man. Shout all out to my boy Sosa 808. You said what? I said all you gotta do is just tell me what you want. Like what's what style oh, yeah. we want? If we partying or is we telling a story or is we doing this or that? And I'm in there because I still be writing shit and I like I recorded words here and there. I recorded uh-huh. verse from uh, my cousin Nick Money. I'm gonna have him on soon, like when his project ready. Like I re- I recorded some verses with him, and then I just be like, whenever I be in the motion to write or like do some music, I'm just doing some music, or I like write a script. That's my favorite thing is writing, man. That's the that's that's the best part about music to me, because it's like you could always tell somebody how you feel, but you could never get everything out when you just speaking to them. But if you really sit there and write down every emotion you having at that moment and everything you didn't thought of, bro, that's when you come up with art. That's when it becomes art, man. So shout yeah. out to you for keeping that pad and that pen together because a lot of niggas just go in there and say bullshit off their head now, man. You got to write it down. Yeah, you, unless you the Wayne Michael Carter. Yeah. Like, like I put my, I put my, my heart and soul into what I write, man. One of my favorite songs, and actually – I'm releasing the video not this week, but next week. My fa- one of my favorite songs that I—that's who Young Blue has been. That's the song that Young Blue has been promoting for me, which is called "My Thoughts." Dope, man. If you haven't got a chance to hear it, y'all go ahead and check it out, man. My boy Mark already then posted it for me. Shout out to you for that, man. Oh, yeah. You getting people that never heard it hearing it now, so it's like it's—it's it's a big step for me, man. My thoughts is pretty much just. Me giving you everything I ever been through, man. One of my best niggas got 20 years, and he got a son that he ain't going to be able to come home to. One of my niggas got shot on their way up, back up the way, back to Bedford, coming from down the way and shit. And he was just trying to get back home, and he in the grave now. It's just stuff like that that stay on my mind and make me think about that could have been me easily. I could have took that route. I could have decided to go and do that dumb shit, man. It's always the strongest and the smartest person you know who do the worst and the most devious things to put themselves in bad positions, man. You 20 years down the line telling your kids and your nephews and nieces, man, I knew the most athletic man in the world, man, wasted it all and went to jail. You the most smartest dude in the world and wanted to go to the streets and got shot. Like, you know, some people can't help the habitat they already born into, but others can. And they choose to fall into it. Yeah, I definitely, I, I feel you on that because this is probably the first time I even told anybody, but like my homie went to jail and like I just been in Saudi at him. He'd been, at, he'd been in the bank for like a year and I know he's about to do some time. Not just in Saudi because we agreed that we was not going to go to jail. Well, we agreed that we would not leave each other out here. Feel me? That's like my uh-huh. best friend. We've been together every day since we like 13, dog. I cannot believe Man. that you did some shit that would put you away like this. But I understand the life you live, so I respect it, but I'm still yeah. mad at you. I got the letter that I wrote him that I never even sent to him because I'm still kind of sorry, but I should send it, especially now, because my cousin, like I told him, and he was just like, mm-hmm. "That's your dog, and you need him. And that's your brother, and you saw the so just tell him you saw the and y'all niggas just move on because y'all niggas both saw the each other because he ain't spoke to you and yeah, you ain't spoke yeah. to him. So, like, I gotta get past that because, like, I feel you. Like, you'd be upset with your dog. Like, you can't be doing shit like that. We rolling through this whole thing, especially when I didn't got into my thirties and life getting really good. You supposed to be here mm-hmm. to see how good this shit is. I told you I was gonna do this, and now you nah. can't see. Shit. You feel me? So I be getting upset about that. But like I know, you choose the life that you live, and if these people in your life and you accept that, then you feel me. You still gotta love them. Do they right? They wrong. You tell them that they wrong. You tell them how you feel. They are gonna tell you that you wrong. How they feel, and then y'all move past that because we fam. You feel me? Like once we in this that deep, we all fam. So I gotta That's tell true. them. Man. That's, that's real shit, man. If, like you said, like your homie said, if that's your homie, man, y'all should be able to tell they, each other anything, no matter good, bad. Like, that's one thing I always knew about my boy, man. Like, we always, he was always the one to keep it real with me, man. When niggas just say, yeah, I fuck with it. Yeah, I fuck with it. No, you could do it better. That was him. That was him. And if if you got a friend like that, man, whether he in jail, whether he 50,000 miles this way, keep him, man. 
because no matter what, he's loyal to you. That's real shit. Yeah, that, and that's what my dog since Superman draws. It ain't changing. I still love my room. Feel me? Real that's shit. what I love him. You just you be salty about shit. But I hope he uh, be. Uh, he ain't. I don't know. This <laughs> nigga, <laughs> 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 man. This nigga, man. I need to roll up. Get out of here, man. man. You making me want to smoke. <laughs> um. Before we get out of here, I just wanted you to just uh, your message for the people. You've been dropping bars this whole thing, but like your specific message for the people. What is your message for the people before we get out? Well, I'm gonna start with uh, stay safe and stay corona free. That's my that's that's just a start because uh, there's it, no telling where this shit came from, and there's no telling where this shit gonna take us, man. Because right now we're living in a world that none of us has ever lived in, and we're going through shit that this whole generation has never seen and the generation that has is dead and can't talk to us about it. So like this whole epidemic pandemic, whatever they want to call it, just stay prayed up and stay safe, man. And part two of what I want to tell everybody is never give up on your dreams and aspirations, man. If you feel like you've got something going and you feel like you can make it somewhere, don't ever let nobody tell you you can't. Cause that just means that they don't feel like they can honestly. Real man. And for all the young black boys and girls out there, man, don't ever let people tell you you two, three, four-fifths of a person. None of that, man. You are a man. You are a woman. You are equal to everyone on this earth. You're just as good as the next person, man. You could do just as much. But uh, a lot of people don't really realize that, man, how, how, much, of a, how much they can do for the world, man, just because of the circumstances they're put in. But... You are somebody. That's why I want to tell the little black boy that's listening to this right now or the little black girl that's listening to this right now. You are somebody. And you are love. Yeah, real. And if, and if you feel like you're not, best believe I love you because I love all of us. There you go. I'm going to fuck what we do. I still love you. Even if you're stupid. Real, man. Yeah. And that's what um, we, we need more of. That. Yeah. And in the words of the great comedian and philosopher, Andrew Schultz, because he said some tight shit the other day. It's hard to be what you pretend to be when what you pretend to be walks in the room. Mm. 